Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered. Here we are once again. Welcome to the penultimate episode of the A to Z of the 90s with me, Andy Bush, and Louise Maloney. Uh, Lomo, how you doing? We're nearly there. We're one episode and this away. I know I'm sad. Are you? Like, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like something terrible is going to happen because the podcast has been holding me together for a year and I'm like, oh, feck, what are we going to do next? I know, it's weird. I think I'll probably like end up just coming into this room uh, uh, middays uh, on Tuesdays and stuff like that, even though we've got nothing to record. So we'll have to come up with another plan. Uh, How's your week been? What have you been up to since we spoke last? Yeah, just had a busy one. Went out for Chinese New Year over the weekend, which is really nice. Went right into the heart of it in Chinatown. Um, mm. Had a few Cosmos, ofs. And yep. um, yeah, just had a really bad hangover. I think actually we were meant to do a record, Bush. Is that what oh, you this is brilliant. see? The so, right yeah, smile on your face there. We were, we were going to do a 9am Sunday morning record. And then you said that you'd, you uh, you were going to go out for some drinks, but you would put your alarm on and try your best. Yeah. Uh, now I, And then I got, uh, and then you sent me a message later on saying, good luck with tomorrow, which I thought, oh, that's, that's <laughs> ominous. What time and then was at 1am I think that was like 1am good luck tomorrow I was like oh Christ <laughs> and then I think we got to 5am and you were like uh, Bush there's no way I can there's no way I can do this it, it was reminiscent of you remember the um, the famous scene the viral footage scene of uh, David Hasselhoff crawling along the floor <laughs> in just jeans and boots it was a bit like that Bush there's absolutely no way I can do this so I'm going to I'm gonna have to call it off I was so hopeful as well. I really had faith in myself. First of all, you were like 9am. I was like, ew, it's Sunday. I don't have children. There's no reason for me to be up. That's a a very good point. You shouldn't be putting yourself through that. So I was like, I'll set an alarm and I'll do it for Bush. And then I was out and I was like hammered. And I was like, oh God, good luck tomorrow, Bush. And then I was like 5am. I was like, no, look, let's just call So were you, were you still out at five o'clock in the morning? Is that no, what that was? No, I think, I, you know, I woke up thirsty and scared. Oh, and dear, yeah, I was just like, he, my alarm is set for like two hours. I can't do this. I can still stumbling around into the bathroom. So I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. 
So well, you were out in Chinatown. What? Because I've been out there before for meals and stuff like that. What? How do you get into like party mode at Chinatown? What happens? Well, we, we went to a cocktail bar after dinner, and there wow. was loads of like entertainment. So you know those amazing Chinese dragons that like people are inside basically. They were oh, yeah. there, and there was these beautiful, go- gorgeous Chinese women dressed up in their full um, Chinese gorgeous dresses, and they were dancing. It was just really kind of cool, and it was obviously they were celebrating um, their own Chinese New Year. So it was nice to sort of be a part of that. Uh, and you know those dragons that you're talking about? I was actually the third segment of one of those from the front in the school production of Aladdin back in the day. One of my no uh, my stage highlights got rave reviews. Green pair of tights, third segment from the back. What was your what's your high point, Louise, in terms of being in a play or production or something at school? Well, I get, I used to get the main part. I was as, oh, I. as you can imagine, I wanted to be the centre of attention. Yep. Um, and, but it was always sort of like religious sort of plays because I was in a Catholic convent girls so were you mary were you ever a mary i don't i don't think i was mary but i was definitely i don't know maybe maybe i was mary magdalene actually come to think so bearing in mind i you know i went to a religious school my parents are both like you know roman catholic and all that kind of thing because weirdly one of the kids was asking me about this the other day so you got mary like jesus's mum right yeah and then you've got the, the other woman who wipes Jesus's face when he's got the cross on his shoulder, uh, and that's where the shroud of Turin comes from. And there's always like a lewd, uh, people alluding to the fact that she might be um, a lady of the of the evening or something. Mary you know Magdalene? I mean? Are you talking about Mary Magdalene? So is Mary Magdalene different to like Mary Jesus's mum? Yes. So Mary was his mother. Mary Magdalene. That's confusing, isn't it? Mary Magdalene. Apparently, it's come out that maybe was his wife, but the right. scriptures had no time for that, and the priests had no time for that, so they called her. A lady of the night. They said that she was basically an old school hooker. <laughs> and another example of uh, the the Bible being so nice to women. Overall. Do you know what I mean? It's so, so big, they uh, big it's, up women, don't they? Big time in religion. They're like she like, was a hooker, but actually, I think they were in a really loving relationship, and she may have been his wife. Don't contact me about this, people. I don't know what I'm basing it on. I just I, I like to think that she was. You know, they were in a nice romantic relationship. But why could, they should have changed the name because that is quite confusing. Because you've got Mary as mum, Mary no. Magdalene as well. Do you know what I mean? So, well, I don't know. I think they were. I think even though he was Jesus, he still needed his oats. You know. Fair enough. That's a, that's a lovely quote. Would they be able to use that on the front of the next Bible when it's released, the Gideon's like, or King James version? I'm, I'm willing to sign it over. Now, I have a question about you and your play. <laughs> yeah. How third person in? This is my front door. Hang on. <clears throat> Hello. Listen to this. Hang on a second. She's talking through. Panel. Come in. We do. What's that? That's my front door on my phone. Have you got one of them ring doorbells? Yeah, we don't have any sort. And he's gone. So, look, can you let someone in on that? Yeah, that's the only way I'm able to let people in is if they phone me. That the 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 door panel is connected to my mobile phone. That's amazing. It, and then what you do? They get into like a lobby. Then, yeah, they get they get right up to the front door. But then you know, if you're asleep or if it's the morning and your phone's on silent, you miss yeah. all your deliveries. But you could be on the train and then for a laugh, let someone in, then trap them in the foyer for ages because they can't I get know. back out again. I know, I know. That's amazing. So what's happened to that person who just phoned then? Well, they'll probably just leave the parcel at the front door and I'll just go out and get it. Brilliant. You live. Uh, you could just stay in that flat for the rest of your life, couldn't you? It's been done, Bush. Weeks on end. Um, tell me this. How did the dragon mm. smell in there? It was quite bad, actually. It was stinky. I don't like... Tights. I don't know how you lot wear tights. How do you lot wear tights? It's awful. Absolutely awful experience, tights. Do you know I the worst tights. bit about tights? Tights look look good, yeah? When you when you see a lady in tights, it's that bit at the top. That weird, stretchy, um, action man figure, like, flat Bulge. bit. 
bulge. You know what I mean? Mm. Can they not make that look better? It's horrendous. They're not, but they're not made for a cock and balls, though. They're made for a nice, smooth lady parts. I know, but even nice, smooth lady parts. lady parts already. We haven't even started the fucking podcast. Straight, straight into lady parts. But but even nice lady parts still. I, I think it's... Uh, it, I don't know. It's hard work looking at that. We need, we need see tights from like thigh down. You know, wow, straight back to Marilyn Monroe. Mm. A, a thigh above with tights it looks like a like you say back end of a pantomime horse. Do you know the worst thing about tights is for visuals? I think they look great when they're on. I think a woman putting on tights is the most unsexy because you've got to rem- manoeuvre your bits, manoeuvre your parts, you know, sort of slither into them, pull them up, get them over your... Oh, yeah, do that kind of like um, yeah. um, river dance almost to yeah. get into them. Oh, my God. Like anything, I don't think anything's ever been so unsexy with nice taking them off, putting them on, not so much. Yeah, exactly. You can do the whole rolling off thing, like like from the 1950s movies. Now, in other news, before we get going on this episode, uh, a lot of people during the week have have pointed us in the direction to a very interesting news story that I don't know if you've seen or not. But uh, did you see that the, and this is 100% 90s, which is what this podcast is all about, the original Mr. Blobby costume has gone on sale on eBay. Mm. Uh, and it is to the tune of £40,000, this fellow wants, for the original, as seen on the BBC programme, Mr. Blobby outfit. So what's the crack? Is it that your man created it? it surely it isn't the guy who lived in it selling it. You, look, it th- you, should, you should have a look at it, right, because it is... It looks gross. I saw it online. It's it's so depressing, isn't it? Because it, like, he's taken a photo of it on the floor. It looks like one of those blurred <laughs> photos from a crime scene. It also looks like, you know when someone finds like a, an animal washed up on the beach that's dead, but you don't quite know what it is because it's kind of half goat, half like dolphin. It looks like that because it's pink and all wrinkly and old. And then the worst one of the lot is, is a close-up on one of Mr. Blobby's eyes, obviously. Oh, my this God, is still on that. the floor. Oh, and it's my God. Oh, my God, it has quite, like, freakish wrinkly. eyelashes. You know the way you fancy cows, um, Bush? Beautiful eyelashes, chaos. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, this is something you might not know about Bush. He fancies cows. He thinks they have lovely eyelashes and maybe they're batting their eyelashes slightly at you and they blink at you maybe a little bit. A little bit flirtatious, but yeah. um, weirdly enough, if you ever see any of them when they're gathering together in a field, they suddenly really intimidate you. Like, a little bit like being surrounded in a bar by people. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like, All I right. don't think it's that safe to be in a field with cows, to be honest. I think they can like stampede you. Yeah, and it's another one of these weird animal PR things. You know, there's certain animals that get all the bad PR, like, uh, you know, like bulls and, oh, be scared of the bulls, all that kind of thing. And then cows just think, oh, they just laugh, don't they? Or or hang out near bridges and chew grass. But, you know, I think, I reckon cows kill more people than bulls each year, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, but what I have got to say, those blobby lashes, give me your, give me a score out of five of those blobby lashes of how much you're into them. Well, it looks like a really diseased big eyeball. That's the worst yeah. thing about it. So this this outfit's disgusting. The eyelashes are all matted and stuck together. Oh, they are, yeah. Um, I think he's got, uh, what's it called where your, your cornea bulges a little bit? Glaucoma? Cataracts. Something like that. He's got cataracts yeah. from the look of it here. I wouldn't, so I wouldn't be paying £40,000 for that. He must be having an absolute laugh. Come here, you're on it now. Is it sold or not? Is there bids in on it? No, it's still going. £40,000. No, no one's met the asking price so far. Jesus Christ. Should we buy it as our podcast mascot? Well, it's your penultimate episode, or or, or best offer, it says. So we go for 35,000 and uh, negotiate the 37. (laughs) I'm in! I'm in! We're in! Right, let's get on with this. This is the penultimate episode of this adventure through the 1990s in alphabetical form in the A to Z of the 1990s. This is stuff beginning with Y.
Right, I'll hit you with a Y from Toby Green has got in touch. He says, guys, you need to talk about Yakult. Oh. Everyone went nuts for it when it was introduced in the UK market in the mid-90s. This whole good bacteria thing really took old blighty by storm. Who'd have thought that a bottle of the watery residue from the top of a fromage frais uh, could do so... Oh, did I say that right? Fromage frais? Fromage frais? How do you say that cheese? But you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Who'd have thought that the residue from the top of that cheese could do so well? What a time to be alive. He's got a very, very good point. Did you have a Yakulta at any point during the 90s? I did, but I think it came out years later that, like, it was minimal, you know, minimal good bacteria, right? Because they were quite sweet. And I think that goes against the good bacteria message. So I think it was a little bit of a fad. Was it? What do you think? I mean, we, we had them in the house. I yeah. mean, we had the other one. There was another one as well, wasn't there? That was like another little pot of, of like good good bacteria. Again, mm. it's all down to PR, like I was saying earlier on with cows and bulls. Mm. This is good PR, uh, you know, PR bacteria. Um, but I like the process. I like the process of having a little, um, a little snifter before you left the house. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, you used to do that, maybe back. going out in the piss, maybe take a yakult and that would, you know. Neck a yakult at the end. I mean, it, it, the, the, the drinking motion is the same of that gif of that uh, guy taking arsenic during the, the some kind of war trials that's always on Twitter. So, yeah, knock that down the hatch, get straight out of the house. In the 80s, the 1990s, why is indeed for yakult? It is also for, let's stay on the food theme for a second, because you know I love a 90s food. Oh, my God, it's so true. The yop. Do you remember yops? Oh, I, I've got quite a big problem with these. Okay, go on, tell me. You don't. Are you talking about the yogurt, the big fat yes. yogurt thing? No, well, it's in a, it was it was a drinkable yogurt, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I what say yogurt, it? by the way. You do say yogurt. I've got a problem with that. Yo- yogurt. Yeah. What do you Why say? Do you, yogurt. Yeah, I say yogurt. Why do you say yogurt? That's how we say it in Ireland. Is that really how you say it in Ireland? Yeah, because I've been picked up on it over here loads of times. Like Tom's always like, "What do you mean yogurt? That's not, it's yogurt." I'm like, good, "Yogurt, goddamn." Give me some um, yogurt. But let me ask, answer me this. Yeah. The, the problem I've got with yop is people having it for hangovers. Because I, I know quite a few people who think when they've got a hangover, and this may this may go back to your Chinatown story from earlier on, mm. uh, the first thing they have in the morning if they, they're feeling under the weather with a hangover is, is to go for a massive yogurt-y uh, pint of milk, which I just think is unbelievable. Do you have these on a hangover? I would hurl all over you if I exactly. had a creamy yogurty yop on a hangover. Not a hope in hell. <laughs> well, but that's good to know. What I would say is, um, we used to have them in the house. Like I think the nineties, well, probably the eighties as well. Eighties and early nineties was definitely a time for quote unquote healthy snacks that just weren't healthy at all. So the yep. yop would have been seen as like a healthy sort of snack to have. That just laced with sugar bush, laced. I know the amount of stuff that you, you, you have and you think, I'm, I'm doing myself some good here. I mean, even smoothies. Let's just talk about smoothies or for a second. Or orange but, juice. Yeah. I mean, I, I was addicted to Sunny Delight during the 90s. I said, Where, what ever happened to Sunny Delight? I used to absolutely love that stuff. And it's just gone. I just think that was... We've discussed, a bit, we've discussed this before, Bush, but like, do you not think it was way too syrupy? No, I loved it. I absolutely... It used to make me feel alive. Really? Alive. Wow. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, and again, it, another sugary drink that's probably not good for you. So I, I don't think the op were particularly good, but they were so 90s. We always had one in the door of the fridge. That's where it lived. It was a constant. May not have got drank, but it was always in the door of the fridge in the 90s. Uh, in the 80s and the 90s, wise indeed for uh, Yop yogurts. Uh, Gavin has got in touch to say you need to talk about yo-yos. Have you ever had Aww. a go on a yo-yo, Louise? You know what? <laughs> I think I have some sort of like block on being able to make them work. I yeah. don't think I have ever made a yo-yo work. I don't think I've ever been able to actually do the spinning thing, which makes me sound a bit special. I understand that. But I just was like, I can't do it. I can't play with these. They're really difficult though, aren't they? And you sold like an absolute um, lie as a kid because they, they have all the kids in America doing them and they're doing like, is it like rocking the cradle and walking the yeah, dog? the tricks, the tricks. The little tricks you can do with it. And then you get one, you finally save up for one and get one, maybe even one of the class ones with like Coca-Cola on the front or Sprite on the front of it or whatever. And then here we go. This is going to be a great summer. That's fucking terrible. It just, the, the string curls up like those, um, you know those residues you get from worms on beaches mm, and you mm. can't untangle it. Mm. And it doesn't do anything, or it hits you in the, the shins. It's the, one of the most awful things ever. I, it's, I think I think yo-yos are the biggest toy fraud in human history. Well, what about ball on a stick? Or <laughs> sorry, <laughs> what's ball on a stick? Sorry, I've made that thing. up. I've made that up. Cup, That's the it. cup but and ball. Don't race past that. I think that could be a, that could be a, a good game going forwards. Mattel, because oh, the girls are always sat downstairs watching the, the adverts on Milkshake, the uh, kids' TV in the morning. Ball on a stick, sixty-five, <laughs> five, sixty-five, ninety-nine. I meant cup and the ball. And this time, cup and balls. Cup and balls. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking My about? Words. Where there's a ball on you a still string. Still talking about Chinatown now. <laughs> Do you know the way you can get a ball? Like you hold the cup and you got to get the ball into the cup and the ball's on a string. I think yes. it's like a game from the 50s or something. It's got a clicker on it. It's got like a little clicker on no, it. No, Bush. It's, it's like literally a cup and there's a ball and a string hanging out from it and you have to we get the ball into the cup. I got you. I do know what you mean now. I do yeah. know what you mean now. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that surely that's a piss take as a game. That's shit, isn't it? What a that's shit horrific. game. horrific. That's worse than ball but, on a stick. But if you talk to your parents though, you know, that's all they had. That's that's what, what it was like. like I talked to my mum about her life in the 50s in Liverpool. Sounds awful. It's like Angela's Ashes. Black and white and ducking out the way of Spitfires or being down alleyways. She used to play with like um, spinning tops, like hitting a... Hit like a metal hoop with a stick. I know. Okay, I mean, they'd give anything for a ball on ball on a stick back, back you know, uh, back in those days. Do you know what I mean? Come here, cup and ball or yo-yo. Which one's worse? I wouldn't want um, cup, cup balls, to be honest with you. It just sounds painful. <laughs> I um, love how you gave that some thought as well. Thank you. Uh, yo-yo going on the list there for the 80s of the 90s. Category Y. Got to stick in Yahoo. Um, was Yahoo like a search engine, Bush? This is from Neil Wooding. Yeah. Um, was that a search engine? That was the original, right? And then Google came in and gobbled up everything, every single search engine that had ever existed. 
There are some people out there that still have Yahoo uh, Yahoo email addresses. No, and things, they stuff don't. Like that as well. They do, yeah. Yahoo Mail. Yahoo Mail. And when you think about Yahoo, the weird thing is with these, um, you know, internet things from that, this era, like Bing, you know, where do these names come from? It's so bad. Like, remember, is Bing still a thing? Do you remember Ask Jeeves? Oh, my God, yeah. Where's Jeeves gone? Is he unemployed? Is he signing I- on? I think he got his P45. I mean, I mean, I remember back in the early 90s, there used to be a thing called AQA, Any Question Answered. Wow. And it was a phone thing where you texted a question to a call centre and then there'd be these kids with like Encyclopedia Britannica who'd answer it for you and text you back for like three quid. Oh, my days. I Just to find out what having... year someone died on, uh, you know, Some Mothers Do Have Them or Dad's Army, which is what I you mean... just use the internet for now. I'm not even joking you. I remember back in the day, like, I think I had, I must have been a teenager. Or maybe it was a bit, yeah, I was definitely not in, in my 20s. Certainly I was a teenager. And I, I texted one of those AQAs, like, hey, AQA, should I break up with Brad to go out with blah? Or something like that. And they wrote back this really detailed emotional answer. Like, you know, I think I with really- this kind of question, you need to go with your heart. Do you feel more strongly about this person than that person? If so, then you should take the plunge. And I was like, this is a really good answer. I'm 100% going with this uh, that, that's that's a what's supposed to be a scientific fact-based uh, organization straying into uncharted territory like mystic mm-hmm. meg type stuff isn't it it's reading and your also, tea leaves you know uh questions of the heart or what, what what's that phrase affairs of the heart they affairs were, of the heart affairs of the heart they were giving me really really good answers and i think i probably did stick to what they told me to do i miss them we should get them back i've so many questions bush about my life about what i should do People who have worked for AQA absolutely diving for cover now so they don't get absolutely spammed by Louise with relationship yeah. questions. When one, I mean, one other thing about that, I, I like the fact that in the 90s and, and before, you didn't have an instant answer to things. Or you might have to go and look it up in, a, in a, an encyclopedia. Like mm. now you can have, anyone got like a, a teenager, if you've got a teenager with a phone, they just know it all. And they're straight on their phone all the time and can tell you the answer to everything, correct you on everything. I know. And I, I kind of miss those days where sometimes you wouldn't have a definite answer to something when Fe- Matey Boy died in Dad's Army the year you wouldn't know you'd have to wait until maybe someone else who you know you bump into who knew the show like sitting in the pub talking about like did Marilyn Manson have two ribs removed so he could pleasure himself exactly and nobody knew nobody knew if it was true or not but we could just enjoy it for what it was that afternoon was he really the guy the, the mate with glasses from the Wonder um. Years <laughs> And there was, there was no definite answer. So, yeah, we yearn for those days of uh, uh, delayed gratification. So, yeah, another good one for why, yeah. Next up on the 80s of the 90s, um, who is this? Colin has suggested we talk about uh, You've Been Framed. Oh, uh, do you know what, Bush? I was only thinking about this a while ago. I used to be so impressed that every video got, like, £250. Do you remember this back in the day? Peace Energy video. Oh, yeah, 250 quid was quite a lot back then, wasn't it? Huge. And I remember thinking, we, me and my brother should really do a skit where he, like, falls down the stairs just to get this <laughs> 250 quid. I, I wonder how many other people thought that back in the day. And also, how rich was that programme that they were giving all that money away to every single clip? They must be made of money. And the other thing that used to wind me up, though, is because you, you've alluded to it there. I mean, me and my brother would watch it and we'd be on the lookout for people trying to con 250 yes, quid by setting up. Same. And it was always like Greek ones, right? And it'd be like a Greek guy with a big old moustache park his car up inexplicably on like a building site in a quarry. And he'd go to a, an individual portaloo, sit on it, read a newspaper. The door of the portaloo would flap open, his pants would fall down and the car would explode. And it's like, hold on a second. I know. Why is he filming that? Yeah, no, I know. I completely. Now, come here. Was You've Been Framed presented by Jeremy Beadle? It was. It started off with, with Beadle. Yeah. I believe, I think. And then he went to um, Lisa Riley. Do you remember Lisa oh Riley from uh, 
Oh, she's like, how are you doing? All right, you okay? Oh, she you've got wagon wheels in. I think she was in Emmerdale. Gotcha. But she was dead like, you know, they get like, because Northern people on sometimes who are like incredibly informal. Hey, all right, how are you doing? Come on, sit down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chatting to her mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chatting to her mate. Yeah, go on. Loads of stuff around the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then and then did it die out after that? I miss Jeremy Beadle was the golden years of You've Been Framed. There, I've said it and I'm sticking to it. I really think that was the golden years. Jeremy Beadle inexplicably buried in Highgate Cemetery. Have you ever visited his grave? I have. We used to live next to Highgate Cemetery and it's full of people like Karl Marx, etc. Mm. Uh, no offence to Beadle. I mean, he, he was he was a, a, a Goliath in the practical joke prank TV market. I just didn't expect him to be up there in um, in Highgate Cemetery, you know, rubbing cold shoulders with uh, people like poets and politicians and stuff like that. It's quite amazing. It really is. Unbelievable. He's done well. But come here. I remember that was quite a shocking death, wasn't it, back in the day? Oh, I said back in the day. I remember that was quite like of a shocker years ago when he died wasn't it yeah he was yeah he was much loved god bless him i think he was quite quick i think he was like not suddenly became ill and then died god bless him so uh you know he's part of your saturday night tv watching uh memories from when you were a little kid actually the, the one who followed lisa riley all right how's it going i've just put an egg on uh the one who followed lisa riley was uh harry hill ah yeah i, I yeah I, I, the jury's out for me with harry hill i find him just a bit grating um, yes, well, like I can kids, talk, our kids, but... our kids absolutely love it, but um, you just can't beat, you know, videos of cats sliding downstairs on baking tins, can you? Do you know what I mean, it's just, it's enduring forever. It's a no-brainer, Bush. Uh, going in the 80s and the 90s, why is for you being framed? Uh, yeah. Okay, so the next thing for me is, um, the next why for me is Yasmin Bleeth from Baywatch, and this comes in from Lords, and she was just the hottest thing in the world in the 90s. Yeah, I've never heard of her before, I've never heard of this person. No, Bush, you have. It was the the it was the brunette, the long brown hair. Google her there. Believe me, it's worth the Google. Um, okay. She was absolutely stunning. And then, you know, when Friends came around, Joey and Chandler had this huge obsession and were in love with her. Um, What's when they her name? were in Yasmin. Yasmin Y A S M I N E and Bleeth B L E T H from Baywatch. She was absolutely stunning. Probably still is. Wow. To be fair. I now, remember, oh yeah, I remember now. I remember, yeah. I've seen the photo now. Yeah, they, yeah, this all come flooding back to me. Well, yeah, because obviously I grew up in Devon by the beach and I, I always used to find it incredibly jarring, the difference between uh, paint and beach Yeah, and then the beaches in Baywatch. And I thought it was just a little unfair. It is a little unfair. Elizabeth. I, and also, what a just a stroke of genius to do the slow-mo running. Like, Amazing. That has stood the test of time. People still do that as a skit and stuff, you know? Can you imagine what you would look like slow-mo running towards the camera? Can you imagine? I, I would. I'd look like a dog, like a really, like a weird, like dog bounding towards the tongue out, flicking eyelid. Oh my god! I'd hate to see myself slow mo towards the camera. It'd be awful. I think I'd look like a running weasel. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see it. I think it would haunt me for the rest of my life. But I got to say, um, I've worked over. I've worked on on many radio shows over the last few years, and when I play the Baywatch theme tune on the radio, the texts just flood in. Like, oh my god, I love that song. Oh my god, that's brought back so many memories. The theme tune to Baywatch, incredible. I'll be ready. I'll be there. I think it is. Oh. Okay. Oh, someone on the door again? Is it another no. door person? <laughs> Sorry about that. Do you want to let someone else in, Louise? No, thank you. Don't let our podcast, our, our, our smash hit podcast, 80s of the 90s, get in the way of you answering. I'm so sorry. So Are you dealing? Because you get a lot of parcels. <laughs> and packages. I think you might be dealing. Oh, shut up, Bush. Stop blowing my cover. Uh, David says, Yaz and the plastic population. Do you remember that? I meant, the like, only this, way is up. is up. That's not how that goes, is it? 
Baby, yeah. Baby, oh yeah, yeah. So there's quite a lot of bands that have got Anna, right? So um, Florence and the Machine, uh, Mike and the Mechanics, Yaz and the Plastic Population. Um, uh, who was the one I used to love? I had an album, uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Yeah. Like, what happened to the and guys? Do you know what I mean? Mm. The other lot. Do you know what I mean? But also... If you're getting that name start at the beginning, right? You, you, you've agreed to that. You're all in it together, but you're calling it, yeah, and you know, Andy Bush and the, uh, the, the, Backstreet, the Backstreet Men. Oh, clearly, the rest of the band are going to think, but Bush is going to go solo at some point soon because he's put his name separate uh, and an and in between us. Do you know what I mean? So do you think the and the whatever is, is referring to the rest of the band? I think so. Oh, yeah, I've never thought about it like that. You're right, actually, yeah. If you you are aware of the, the plastic population, whether they're still playing gigs in like Sheffield or wherever Yaz was from, uh, or maybe you remember the plastic population, you feel like you never really got the credit you deserve for your involvement in The Only Way Is Up, which is indeed a banger, do, do get in, in touch with the podcast immediately. Right, well, listen, that's it run out of time. We've been banging on too much. I think most of this podcast has been you answering the door to uh, accept different parcels, Louise. That's just how it is. Okay, I'll be, I'll be better next time, I promise. I'll be more uh, We will be back for one final episode. Oh, my God, Boo! I can't believe it. Boo! One final episode. Uh, Zed, in the 80s, Zed and I. So get involved. If you've been with us on this journey, we'd love to see you next week. Have a good one, and we will see you then. Goodbye, Louise. Bye, Bushy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.